Hello there, my friends. Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. It is another beautiful, lovely Thursday afternoon. And my favorite way to spend it is to spend it with you and share this hour together because I love helping you become the author of your life, of your book, your blog, your speeches, any way that you are expressing yourself. This is fun for me, and I hope it is for you. And if you've got a desire to be authoring your life, your book, your brand, and it's not feeling very fun for you, well, then I hope you tune in and listen to the show every Thursday. I bring you a new topic every single week. I am also a writing coach, and if you would like the opportunity to get into the nitty-gritty and to find out how you might be able to take some big leaps pretty fast, I just might be the coach for you. As we go forward with today's show, I'll let you know about some ways that we might be able to connect. So here we are. Like I said, it's a live show every Thursday, 4 o'clock Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, you can listen from anywhere in the world. KKNW has an app. You can download the app from your favorite app store. You can listen by way of your phone or your computer. You just go to 1150-KKNW, so that's 1150-KKNW.com. And at 4 o'clock Pacific Time, Thursdays, this is what we got going on. If you miss it, you can go to the same place on Friday morning. And that's more the commuter morning hour, 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time, and you can catch the replay. You can also go to your favorite platforms and find our podcasted version, and that's usually available by the next day. So what's your favorite? Do you like podcast one? Do you listen to Apple Podcasts? Maybe your favorite is Spotify. Maybe you love Audible. Go to them. You'll find the podcast right there. Story U, it's capital U, Story U Talk Radio with Coach Debbie. I would love for you to subscribe, send me a note, call in, do all that great stuff. Interact. The more you interact, the more I can bring topics that are deeply personal for you. And it also helps me know what your questions are. If you follow me on Facebook, send me questions there or a DM. You can also go to my website, and that is coachdebbie.com. It's spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. Just click on connect, send me your note, 
and I will get back to you just as soon as I can, usually within 24 at the most 48 hours. So guess what we are talking about today? This has been a theme among people in my Coach Debbie Superstars community. It's been a theme in the class I've been hanging out in the background and teaching with Alan Cohen, my mentor. He's been teaching a beautiful class on spiritual writing. The theme today is recognize the author in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Recognize the author in the mirror. That's you. Yeah, that's you in the mirror. You, you get up in the morning, you're getting ready to shave, brush your teeth, comb your hair, do whatever you do in the morning in the mirror. That's you looking back. And if you're honest with yourself, it's likely you becoming an author. And you might recognize, because you've seen this face so many times, you might recognize the the morning face that you have. And you might have long since come to accept it. On the other hand, you might not recognize the face of who you are as an author. That is an identity. As you become an author, you are owning a particular identity. And you might not yet recognize that's who you're seeing. You, the author. You might go, oh, no, 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 no. That couldn't possibly be an author. I've only written one little tiny, tiny, tiny book. Or you might say, no, 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 no. I couldn't possibly be an author. I'm just... I'm brand new at writing my curriculum, or I've only written two, count them, one, two articles in my whole life. All the time, people are discounting the fact that they have stepped into being an author. They want to say no. They want to say, oh, my dear fans, don't look yet because If you don't look yet, you'll give me time to be a better author. Yeah, so so you deny this face in the mirror, and it's you. It's the author. It's you. And I think the sooner you can own, aha, I'm actually becoming an author, the more you will primp and prepare that face for the public world. And that's probably where you desire being. You became an author because there was something on your mind you really wanted to share with the world. It was bubbling up inside of you. You might've even known, I have a calling for this. You might not say it to your friends out loud, but you know. You know there are certain things that you do well, and it's why you do it again and again, because you do it well. So it's time. It's time to be able to look in the mirror and own 
you're an author and recognize it. But I want you to also recognize it early in the morning when you're still feeling scruffy. You haven't turned on the hairdryer or gotten out the electric razor or do whatever you do in front of that mirror to let yourself feel even more comfortable with yourself. I want you to start to recognize that being an author is as simple for you now as breathing. It's an identity that you are taking on. It is someone that you recognize every time you're in the mirror because it's you. It's you. And I don't want you denying that person in the mirror anymore. I want you to really start to accept and care and love for you. You are an author. I don't want you denying you, the author. All right? I know I'm being a little indignant here, but come on. You worked hard to become an author. And it's fine if that first book was 72 pages and not 398. It's completely fine. That's 72 pages of authoring. It's fine if you have written two articles to your name. That's fine. It's even fine if you are 83 years old. And to date, you have written two articles. You're an author. It's time for you to recognize that and own that and enjoy that and love that. And when you do that, you're going to do more authoring. It's how it works. And if it scares you, well, you're not alone. There's only about almost 8 million people out there that have felt a similar fear. Did I say million? I meant to say billion. I think we're a population now of about 8 billion. And almost everyone has wanted to write something. And almost everyone who says, oh yeah, I don't know about me. What they really meant was if they could recognize that there really is an author in the mirror staring back at them, they would own it more. They would claim, yeah, I really do want to be an author and I can really see that I'm becoming one. If you can't see that yet, if you can't see you are transforming into an author, I can help. What I love to do as a writing coach is either work with people in a community setting where you get group coaching. I love to work with people one-on-one, either in Zoom or in person. I also take people on retreats. There are different ways in which I love to work with people. It's what I love. Because when I look in the mirror, I know I'm an author. I know I'm a teacher of writing. I know that's why I'm here. I don't deny it. I did. I had coaches and teachers that helped me. But I feel really good about claiming this purpose. And I want to help you claim yours. 
I work with first, second, and third time authors. Sometimes, like right now, I'm reading the manuscript that Alan Cohen is about to put in the world. And I want to say he's a 34 time book author, let alone all the articles and speeches and everything else he's done. I just happened to be one of the lucky girls that he said, hey, I could use your help with this manuscript. But typically, first, second, and third time authors, I really enjoy working with those who I see as still somewhat new. You still have some doubts. You still don't always recognize when you're standing in front of the mirror that you are looking at an author, you, an author. Now, you might have reasons for denying it. You might say, but I'm not best-selling yet, according to New York Times. And that's okay, because you're an author. And you can't become a New York Times best-selling author if you are not yet some kind of author. You have to start somewhere. If you want my help with this, you can find me at CoachDebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. Just click on connect and send me a little note. I am not going to critique your note. It could be this simple. Dear Coach Debbie, I'm not sure if I'm an author. I could really use your help. Could we schedule time and talk? Love me. It could be something like that. That's just fine. Maybe you want to send me something you've written. Maybe you want to send me more information about where you want to go. All is fine. I'm the only person who reads it. I will get back to you. And if for any reason I think I can't help you, Trust me, I know many people in the business, and I will help you find a good match for you. Today, we are going to talk about some of the things that people think they're seeing in the mirror when they're really seeing an author and how to own that you are. You are seeing yourself as an author. Here's one thing just right away. Some authors, they struggle to see talent. Is that you? When you look in the mirror, do you fail to see? You know, I have talents as an author. I have this ability to work with fictional characters. If it's true about you that you have an ability to work with fictional characters, but you're not seeing it in the mirror, then you're denying something that you love doing. And I don't want you doing that. It's not humbling. It's not being humble to deny what you really do well. It's actually very dismissive of yourself. And it can keep you from authoring what you want to author in the next and near future. And I don't want that for you. And I'm sure you don't want that either. So you might be asking, well, then why do I do it? Why do I deny my talents? Why do I look in the mirror and not see them? 
It could be something as simple as this. It could be that just like your morning face before you shave, primp, do your hair, brush your teeth and all of that, it could be that you're pretty comfortable with that face, but you don't necessarily want to be seen publicly quite yet. And authors often go through something similar. You might privately admit to yourself that it's going quite well, but you don't really. You don't really put it out to the public that much. You don't have a live radio station like, or or I don't have a station, sorry. You don't have a live radio show like I do, where every week you're coming on and speaking. Takes guts to do that. Eric was reminding me today before we started the show, takes guts to get in front of an audience. Maybe you're not putting your podcast out there. Maybe you're not putting your blog post out there, your articles. Maybe you're like Coach Debbie and you've been working on a particular manuscript for God knows how many years and you've just found yourself a nice publisher and you're feeling nervous about going forward. But when you look in the mirror, you see an author and you know, you know, It's time to go forward. I can help you with this, okay? It's CoachDebbie.com. It's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. I see we have questions coming in. I'm excited about this. I love giving you help right here on the air. If you want to write to me, do that while we have the show, and I will do my very best to get to your letter. We're going to take a quick break so I can see what's coming in. And we are going to be right back. Stay tuned. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just Sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and we're talking today about recognizing the author in the mirror. That's you. That's you. And you might think, I recognize the author in the mirror uh, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And when it's most of the time, it's because sometimes you're seeing something else. And you're probably seeing something that's not so true. And I like to call this a warped image. It's just like when you get up in the morning and you see your face and you're yawning and you're stretching and, you know, you've got to 
do your hair and get all pretty for your day, but you're not quite there yet, but you accept that. You go make yourself some coffee. And because you're so used to seeing that image in the mirror, you're not going to judge it. You're not going to be mean. But you might actually be that person who is a little mean, who expects a little more from just rolling out of bed. If so, we've got even more work to do. (laughs) And I can help you with that. But what I want to express to you today is that when you are in the mirror and you're looking at yourself and you know you're an author, you should see that you're an author. You should not be seeing some warped image. And this is often what you see when your image is warped. Or maybe I should even say, You're failing to understand these things and all you're seeing is something warped. You might be failing to understand that you're very talented. You might be questioning if you really do have skills after all. If you do that, you're probably seeing a warped image of yourself. Maybe you've turned writing somehow into some sort of chore. And if you're doing that, you're probably seeing a warped image of yourself. If writing has become a chore, you might be seeing a very tired image of yourself. That's warped. That's not the real image of you, the author. You might be seeing someone that believes this project I've been doing is just taking too long. It's way too long. Maybe even your friends are even starting to say, hey, um, didn't you, didn't you tell me you're working on a book or something? And you take that as, oh, no, I'm not an author. I'll never be an author. That's a warped image. You might even feel that that vision you once had that was so beautiful, you loved it so much. That vision for your book, let's go even further, your New York Times bestselling book, maybe when you think of that vision now and you're looking in the mirror, you just don't believe it. You're thinking, ah, I was off thinking about that. That wasn't the real me. Nope, all you're seeing is a warped image. Why? Because your thinking is a little bent. And when your thinking is bent up, twisted up, knotted up, you're not going to see the real you. You're not going to see all that you have to offer. When you get some coaching, when you start to get some clarity, when you can take a fresh and confident look in the mirror, instead of questioning your skills, you're going to embody your skills and you're going to be in a position where you can start to receive praise. Sometimes people don't understand that word embody. Instead of coming to the mirror being a little hunched over, a little tired, not ready for the day, 
you're going to notice when you're standing in the mirror, your shoulders are back. You've got your smile on. You are embodying that you are ready for the world. You are an author and you're confident. And when people praise what you're doing with your writing, you feel like saying, thank you. You don't say, oh, well, you know, that was just, you know, that was my first effort. I don't know about that. You don't do that. You don't downplay your skills. You say, thank you. Because when you look in the mirror, you recognize, I'm an author. I'm doing this thing. Even if the New York Times has not contacted you yet, you're an author and you can see it in the mirror. If you're working maybe with a coach, maybe with me, you're starting to get clear, you're starting to feel fresh, you're starting to feel confident. Instead of believing that writing is some sort of chore, oh man, you've just got to crank out the hours, you got to find the end of this project. Instead of thinking like that, you're probably going to be that person that looks in the mirror and you see the love you have for your writing and you see that you're actually really making an offering with it. When I think about my radio show and when I hear people talk about my radio show and they say, Debbie, I really benefited from blah, 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 from whatever you said there. I say, thank you, because I put my heart and my soul into this show. I love this show. I have heard myself say at times, especially to people that I really trust, I didn't feel like I was as on towards the end of that show, or I didn't really feel like I I came out of the gate strong, or Oh, when I listened to it, that that thing I said, I was sort of embarrassed about it. When I say that, I usually have a friend sitting across from me right at that moment who says, what are you talking about? When you said that, I was touched. And then I'm like, oh, uh-oh, I'm doing that dumb thing where you look in the mirror and you don't recognize that you're making an offering, that you really are doing your best. I can do it when I'm feeling critical of myself. I'll catch myself conjuring some sort of image that maybe I wasn't so ready. And I think I hear it in the playback. Here's the truth. When people are praising you about what you have done, remember, they didn't have to stop by and say that. They didn't have to at all. Nobody's holding a gun at their head saying, you know, you need to get in five praises to your best friend or you're a schmuck. Nobody's doing that. So when somebody's praising you for the things you are authoring, the things you are taking ownership of, it's because in no way to them are they thinking, ah, you've just made a chore out of your writing. They're not thinking that. No way. It's not what you're doing. Somehow, if you are in that place right now where writing just equals a five-letter chore, you need to get some help because it's not what you were meant to be doing. 
You're meant to be feeling the love for your writing. It's meant to feel like an offering that you put out into the world. When you do it, it just comes natural. One thing I can tell you about my shows is that I've learned to sort of slow down my speech so I can be intentional about what I want to say. I don't script my shows. Sometimes I bring in a few notes, but I just like to talk to you about what I know and what I'm feeling and how I want to support you. I'm not saying it's the best way. I'm just saying I don't feel any chore when I do this. I don't feel like I have to follow something verbatim when I'm just free to close my eyes and talk to you and be with you and know that what I'm giving is something I love offering and I love offering it to you. Now, if I did it a very different way, a way that might work for other people, but I don't think it would work for me, it would be, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 pages of scripted writing, things that I have to say, things that have to be said in a certain way at a certain time. I wouldn't be any good at that. And I think the reason is that sounds to me like an overwhelming chore. I don't do things that feel like a crazy chore when it comes to writing because I want to see the author that I am when I go to the mirror. I don't want to see tired, overworked Debbie. I remember that girl. I used to be quite the workaholic. I would just go and go and go and go. I didn't believe in my skills. I was young as an author. I was young even as a teacher back then. But here we are a couple decades later, and somewhere along the way, I laid down the chore that I had to write. I realized at some point that if I was going to keep writing, I had to be in love with the 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 stuff, the topics, the the things that I want to bring to you. If it in any way felt like a big chore, it was time to stop. So for you, you're thinking about what it is you're authoring now or what it is you want to be authoring next. How are you feeling? Are you embodying this energy where Your shoulders are all slumped over. You look tired. You feel aches in your back. If you're like that, if you're thinking, you know, this is a chore, but I'm going to get through it because there's going to be payoff someday. I want to encourage you to either look me up so we can have a talk or lay it down and find something else to do with your energy. Because writing, writing is a beautiful gift. There are skills you can develop so you feel more and more confident. I promise you, if you feel a certain love to develop your writing skills in a very short period of time, a matter of days, you're going to start to see little improvements. If you didn't 
review your own writing for, say, oh, maybe a month, but you were actively practicing writing, you would really notice a difference in your skill level. Hey, I just want to send out a little note to my friend here. I see my friend Don is trying to send in a message, but uh, you actually, you called it in. So you've got to write it in and I will, I will read your question. Now, getting back to our topic here, sometimes when you look in the mirror, you're going to see a warped version of you, especially if you think you're taking too long to get your particular project done. Here's what I want you to see. I don't want you to see that warped version. I don't want you to see, oh my God, I'm aging by the day. I'm just dying on the vine. This thing is never going to leave my desk. That's not correct. That's a warped image of you. This is what I want you to see. I want you to see your personal power. I want you to be able to look in the mirror and see a reflection of joy. I want you to see yourself as accomplished because you're in a daily and weekly practice with your writing where you're making a difference. And I want you to tell yourself, gosh, this has been like a year now. I never thought it would take a whole year to write a book. Look at how tired I'm getting. That's not, that's not the real you. That's not the real author in you. That's the person getting ready for a big old excuse. And it's okay if you're exiting because you truly gave it a year and you truly found out you don't like it. I haven't really heard very many of those stories, but I can tell you if it's true, listen to it. But for most of us, We're wearing the disguise of a warped image. We're looking in the mirror. We're seeing someone older than we really are. We think we're dying on the vine, I like to say. But what's really going on is we've just turned writing into some kind of chore. We have fallen out of love with our vision for it. We're questioning if we have any skills And we're not seeing our personal power as an author. Here's one way you could really turn that around. You could go and look at your writing and find something that at one time you knew, I was kind of proud of this. I felt good about this. And you could put that in the hands of a person that believes in you as a writer. Now, I want to make a clarification here. Don't put it in the hands of your beloved that knows nothing about your desires of being an author. Don't do that. Put it in the hands of someone you trust, someone who, just like you, believes you're becoming a writer, and therefore they're going to see all that's good in your writing. They're not going to compete. 
They're not going to hold judgment. They know you are moving toward some sort of goal and excitement with your writing. They feel it too. And so their eyes are automatically going to hone in on what's really working in that piece of writing. And they're going to want to share it with you. That's going to help you erase the warped image of you as an author. That's just one way to get out of and away from making excuses that it's not working and really getting back to seeing the true image of yourself as an author. Just want to share a quick little little story with you. Only just a one minute story here about an author I know named Scott. He went through a tremendous loss, terrible time of grief, really, really, really painful. And he was doubting many things in his life. One, he was doubting if he was an author. But as he started to see that the way out of grief sometimes is to get back into the social world and be with people again, he met someone, he fell in love, and what else happened? He started to fall in love with his writing again. So what I want to say about this is that sometimes when an area in our life has become very, very difficult, we're grief-stricken because of job or because of person or because of a, a lack of abundance or something like this, we can start to think we have lost our abundance for words. But if you can put yourself back into that place where you're around those that see where you want to go, they believe in what you want, and they're going to give you feedback on how well you're doing. You're going to find yourself up and working and running again. This is the way you erase that warped image. And you start to see the true image in the mirror again. And that's you. That's you as an author. Okay. The third part of our show is now going to be all about taking your questions. And I see we have a few coming in. I'm just going to take one last break and then we're moving to coaching. So stay tuned. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign Sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence.
Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Today we are talking about recognizing the author in the mirror. And that's you. That's you, my friend. And you might have days where it's hard for you to really see through this warped image you might have developed for yourself. Might be hard for you to really see that you your efforts, your energies put forward in writing has made you an author. But I'm talking today about how you're going to erase that warped image and start seeing the reflection of your real self. And we've generated some great questions here today. So I'm going to be reading them and I'm going to be giving you some flash coaching on these questions. Just so you remember, and it's easy for you to access, if after this show you'd like to get in touch with me because you want some help recognizing the author in the mirror, write to CoachDebbie.com. That's spelled D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. You can click on Connect, and then you can send me any note at all. I offer retreats, I offer one-on-one coaching, I have group coaching packages, I have freebies, I have all kinds of things. What is it you're looking for? And that'll help me point you in just the right direction. All right, so we are hearing from Jill. Jill wrote a lovely book. Uh, two years ago with me. And she writes in today, toward the end of her note, she says, because it was so fun working on that first book together, and because you removed that pressure that it had to be long, I really had a good time. And I'm finding it so hard now in book two. Granted, I've been doing most of it without you, but I just thought I would be able to get this off the ground. What I'm finding is that my family and friends and even work are causing me so much headache. I'm not spending as much time on this book. Sure, some coaching would really help, but how come it seems life is falling apart when I'm doing the thing I want to do most? This is a great question. Now, maybe you have been exactly where Jill's describing. You've had a lot of luck with book one. Now you're working on book two. You're just getting started on it. But the walls, the boundaries, the the container of your life is starting to cave in. And you're thinking, but I'm doing what I love. Why would this be happening? I I really understand this. And let me tell you about something here. When, when you elevate yourself, right? Jill elevated herself when she said, I'm going to become an author and write book one. One of the things that scared Jill, and, and since she brought it up, uh, I'm just going to talk about it. I feel like I have permission to talk about it. One thing that scared her was the length. She was nervous that she wouldn't fulfill the page number that any publisher would accept. When in fact, while the book might be 
considered shorter rather than longer, if you were to take it off the bookshelf, you might say, this is a shorter book. There's nothing wrong with writing a shorter book. And as Jill finished it, she felt very confident. She told me about her second book idea. And now I get this letter and it sounds like she's dived in. But Jill, what I want to share with you is when the world starts to cave in on you, you're getting a nice, nice um, sort of welcome mat from the universe. And what's going on here is you're being welcomed into an elevated version of you. So there might be some things in your life that don't fit. So let me go just a little bit further with this. I I honestly don't know much about the job you do, but I don't think I need to, to give you this advice. If you're going to work and you're feeling like you're running up against complications there, try not to see it as a black and white, like, oh, there's complications here and I'm not getting my writing done, so I'll quit my job and become a full-time writer. I'm not necessarily suggesting that. But what I am suggesting is notice what the challenges are. So maybe, maybe the challenge, I'm going to have to think on my feet here because you didn't give me one. Uh, Maybe the challenge is that at your job, uh, maybe they hold like three meetings a day. I know some people that that work in corporate where you got to meet with the admin in the morning and you got to meet with your local project team in the afternoon. And then before the day's end, you have to meet with tech or something like that. I don't know. But let's just pretend that's what's going on for you. I'm not saying you get up and walk out and tell them where they can put all their meetings. (laughs) Nothing like that. But... Are you in a situation where you can sort of start to look at the nuance that in your work life, you're being asked to meet more than you're willing? And if that's true in your writing life, would you be willing to meet with your writing just a a wee bit more? so that you're not feeling so much pressure from work meetings and thinking, God, I could be writing right now. See, here's the thing. If you're writing as much as you really want to, then when you're in meetings, you can give it the time it deserves. If it doesn't deserve 100% of your energy and intellect, well, you can give it a nice percentage and do a little doodling. But the good news is, if you're finding that you can honor yourself and give yourself time in the morning to write, give yourself time in the evening to write, then when you're at work and you're in meetings, You're not going to feel like, 
man, this is a waste of my time. I could be writing. I haven't begun to do all the writing I want to do lately. And I could be doing it right now instead of sitting across from my boss that doesn't know when to stop. See, see how those thoughts go? We think it's the meeting causing the pain, but the pain is that we probably could have found another five or 10 minutes for our writing, but we didn't allow that in our day. We just didn't allow it. Or we blocked out a whole bunch of time on the weekend to do writing, but then somehow we justified that if I wait one more week, I might have better ideas. See, it started there. And then you go to work and they're having all these meetings and you get upset. You get upset and you think, geez, I could be doing my writing. Well, the truth was you could have been doing it during the weekend, but you chose, maybe, maybe this is you, you chose to wait another weekend. So what I want you to do, Jill, and keep in mind, I'm speaking from the very hypothetical context and situation, because I don't know what's going on for you at work there. What I want you to keep in mind is you have more control of your writing than you're exercising right now. Give it five minutes more. Give it 10 minutes more. Look in the mirror before you start to do your writing and recognize the author right across from you in that mirror. Recognize you're the author and you deserve an extra 10 minutes. Stay up 10 more minutes. Get up earlier 10 more minutes. Take 10 minutes less in your lunch break. What's it going to be? If I remember right, you commit by ferry boat. Did I say commit? I meant commute. Um, Is there time there? So Jill... I have to move on to the next person, but I want to say that's an excellent question. And I want you to work with it and I want you to tag back to me and let me know how that serves you. Okay, next question is from Brandon. We haven't been working together that long, but Brandon says, Hi, Coach Debbie. Sometimes I feel like a wild animal when I sit down to write. I feel like there's so much going on and I have to capture the hunt. Ooh, you really are a writer, Brandon. (laughs) Um, I just lost my place. I have to capture the hunt. But other times when I sit down, I feel really confident that that big gazelle in front of me is dinner. This is really good, Brandon. You're you're doing a great job with metaphor here. Why is there such a difference? How come there are some days when I'm so on and other days when I'm afraid I'm going to starve? Well, Brandon, you're not starved for words today. That's a that's a great letter. Um, But let's get to your point here. Your your point is that there's um, there's a dichotomy in you. One part of you knows 
that if you're going to be a writer, you're going to have to be out there and be active. And another part of you uh, is already really confident and is writing. So why some days you feel the scarcity and starvation and other days you feel prolific? Well, here it is. It's all in the mind. It all comes back to what you're thinking. So if you're really, really hungry to be doing more writing and you love the thought of it, you're you're going to be a very efficient hunter of words. But if you know that you need to come up with a certain number of words in a certain amount of time and you're feeling like that's too much, yeah, the the hunger pains are going to start to set in. The scarcity is going to overwhelm you and you won't be able to see with your own eyes the hunt that's right in front of you. So it starts with your mind, Brandon, and this is something we can work on one-on-one. But it really starts with pausing yourself when you're in that scarcity and ask yourself, you know, what am I thinking about right now? If I'm, if I'm feeling a certain scarcity, what's my thoughts? What's going on between my ears? Because you can turn that around and in minutes find yourself writing again. I promise you that. But if you're hesitant to examine your thoughts or hesitant to step away from the computer and just be with yourself, if you're actually that person that feels like you've got to push on and get that hunt, you might miss. And I don't want that for you. I want you to have the confidence in knowing, ah, if I'm feeling scarce, because I'm not tapped into my my writing abilities. And the way to get tapped in is to step away from that blockage of the blank page and to step into the fact that you need to hear your thoughts. You need to hear what's going on between your ears. And that's going to allow you to recognize the author in the mirror over and over and over again. Thank you, my friends, for joining me. I just love spending Thursdays with you. We come back every week with a new topic. Until next week, namaste, my friends. Mm -hmm.